Good Monday morning, everyone. Welcome to the Foundations in Christ podcast. This is the Fisher of Men portion of it. I am Eric Straup, and I'm glad you're here. This is uh, <clears throat> the first of a, a series that I'm going to do called the New Life Series. And when Tracy asked me, do you know what you're going to talk about? I said, yeah, I'm going to talk about death. <laughs> and for the moment, it all made sense to me. Um, you know, you can put these things together in your mind and uh, hopefully it'll, it'll make sense to you. I am a fishing guide, fly fishing guide, and uh, I often use nature to introduce people to Jesus. I think uh, the realities of nature are the evidence of God. Uh, it says so in the Bible, and I, I truly believe that. And I think uh, what I want to talk about today is kind of relevant in light of some of the scare that we have going on today with the coronavirus. I live in central Pennsylvania, and uh, for the first time the other day, I was in the grocery store and I saw a woman walking around in the store in full mop gear. Um, for, for those of you who are vets, you know what I'm talking about. But I mean, mask, gloves, the whole deal. Uh, the scare is crazy. So um, I want to talk about death and rebirth today. And uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit about where you can see it in nature, and particularly on a river. Now, there's some scripture to start with, and those of you, by the way, that are listening to the podcast, you can actually watch this video. It will be on our YouTube channel um, probably within a few days, so you can actually watch the video of this, but uh, I'm going to get started, and my scripture I'm going to start with is out of the Gospel of John, it is John chapter 12, verse 24 and 25. Truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it to life eternal. I think that we have, as a society, as a culture, gotten so far away from the acceptance of death. Uh, everything, our energy, our money, our time, is all spent in such a passion for preserving our own existence. Uh, almost to the point of idolatry. I think of uh, a verse, you have to bear with me here, I got verses all over the place. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 36. Uh, actually, I'll start in 35. But someone will say, how are the dead raised? And with what kind of body do they come? 
you fool, that which you sow does not come to life unless it dies. Death is so much a part of nature. Anyone who spends any amount of time in nature understands this. Um, and eventually in this series, I'm going to get into uh, the covenants of God and, and why blood and death were a part of it. But if you spend time in nature, you see that death feeds life. And it's very much a part of life. Um, one of the places where it is really evident, if you're not a fly fisherman, I'm going to give you a quick uh, three-minute assessment of what fly fishing is. In any river where trout live, there are insects that live on the bottom of the stream that hatch. And what we do as fly fishermen is we tie flies that with using feathers and furs and beads and things like that, that look like these insects to fool the trout. Now these insects hatch at different times of the year. There's hundreds of species of these that live in different parts of the water. And amazingly, um, if, the, if it's real warm and the trout are in a specific type of water, there's bugs there. If, they're, if it's cold and they're in another type of water, there's bugs there. That, that inhabit those areas. There's always a place in the river where these insects will be to feed the trout. So I've, I've always referred to the insects as fish food, but I'm gonna give you an idea of what their life cycle is. And you can actually witness this on the stream. So a nymph, which is a small little insect that uh, lives 99.5% of its time in the water actually hatches from a very small egg that is attached to the bottom of the stream. Now, once this thing hatches, it will probably not travel more than a foot in the next year. It stays under rocks, it crawls on rocks, it eats algae, it looks like a, looks like a small cockroach <laughs> that lives on the bottom of the stream and crawls underneath the rocks. Everything in the stream eats it. Crabs eat it, small fish, so it's gotta stay hidden. It's brown, it's kind of ugly, crawls under the rocks, hardly ever sees the light of day. And every once in a while, they'll get dislodged somehow, and they'll flow into the current, and a trout or another fish will eat them. There are millions of these. <clears throat> now, once they hatch from the egg, if they hatch, we'll say May 1st, you can pretty much count on about May 1st is when they're going to hatch. And what does hatch mean? When this little insect that lives on the bottom of the stream gets to a point in its life where it matures, where it's ready to... Uh, metamorphosis into a different being, it actually fills with gas and rises up through the water column. And as it's rising up, fish will eat it. If they make it, they get to the surface of the water and they break through their skin. And out of this brown, 
ugly cockroach looking skin comes a beautiful winged insect. Uh, one in particular that everybody loves, if you're a fly fisherman, you know what I'm talking about, is the sulfur. It's a beautiful yellow fly. It's as yellow as this piece of paper. Comes out of a brown little bug and it's got these beautiful wings and it looks like a fairy. And as soon as it breaks through that, that skin on the surface of the water, it dries its wings. And if a trout doesn't eat it, it flies off. And I can only imagine what it must be like for this little insect who's never been able to see much past its legs in the water, all of a sudden, comes up to the surface of the water and can look down at where it lived and see light up above it and turn into this beautiful new being and fly. Could you imagine if you walked out of your back door right now and just started to fly, just, <laughs> just took off, what it would be like? So this insect flies off of the water and flies up into the trees where it goes through another stage. Now, while it's flying to the trees, birds are trying to catch them and eat them. So if it makes it to the tree, got somebody trying to come in. Oh, it's my cat trying to get out. If it makes it to the trees, it will go through one more stage of life where it will break through the skin again and it turns into a mature insect. We call this the spinner form where now it is ready to mate. So once this insect gets to that point, it flies back over the stream and the males will find a female. They'll mate, the male will die the female will dip her egg sacs into the water, which, is, which are fertilized, and she will die. The egg falls to the bottom, and the whole process starts over again. And when the, when the bugs die on the water, the trout eat them again. So this process, once this little insect hatches, takes about 24 hours. The Latin name for a mayfly is ephemerella which means short-lived. So they live for a year under the water, then they hatch, and that process, excuse me, takes place in uh, one about a 24-hour period. So I think there are a lot of parallels to our life with that. It's... Uh, pretty amazing if you ask me that these little insects go through this metamorphosis and I look at Philippians 3.20 for our citizenship is in heaven from which also we eagerly wait for a savior the Lord Jesus Christ who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has 
that he has even to subject all things to himself. So totally glorified body. Um, that to me is, is, is really what our faith is all about. And remembering that, that the death is very much a part of life. You know, like I said earlier, so much of our, our existence today is focused on self-preservation. Uh, I think of, you know, I know a, 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 of a baseball player that had Tommy John surgery on his arm. He's a real good pitcher had Tommy John surgery just to make him stronger so that nothing would happen down the line. To me, that's akin to like taking steroids, trying to preserve ourselves. It's like a 60 year old man finding out that he, he can no longer perform uh, like he did when he was 25 and deciding he needs to take a pill to try to get to that place. You know, there's a, there's, there's a reason we age and we start heading downhill. Um, Death is a part of everyday life. That's just the way it is. And we need to embrace it and understand it. When we have our faith set and we know that we have salvation, we don't have to fear death. We don't have to fear our bodies degrading a little bit. Um, we don't have to try to attain the level of physicality that we had 20 years ago because we don't have anything to fear. We want to be prepared for the next stage of our life and have no fear with that. My favorite passage anywhere in the Bible, and I, I start all of my talks with it, is Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. I am not afraid of dying. I was, but I'm not anymore. And we don't have to fear death. It's just the next phase. So everything that feeds life must first die. Think about an acorn. Acorn falls off of a, an oak tree. It must die. A seed must die in order for a tree to, to grow. It's just part of life. And I think our culture has gotten to, that, to a place where we no longer think about death in a way that's normal. You know, it used to be if you wanted to eat, you killed something to eat it. Now we just go to the grocery store. 
So we have taken death completely out of our consciousness. And consequently, we fear it. But we don't have to. It's just the next phase. So let's not worry about it. Let's find our faith, find our confidence. Tracy said yesterday, she used a word called Godfidence. I like that. Let's have Godfidence moving forward. And until next week, I'll see you then. Make sure that you go to our Facebook page and like it. Um, and when, once we get this YouTube channel up where you can see these videos, uh, like it, subscribe to it, turn on your notifications, all that good stuff. So I wish my 10-year-old was here. He can spit that stuff out really well. But I'll see you next week. And tomorrow we've got a, a Bible study at uh, 6 a.m.